hey. And oh no. <laughs> you guys. Gross. I sound gross. I honestly. <laughs> I mentioned this. Um, I don't know. One of the. An episode that I semi recently did about how I don't batch produce this podcast like I don't record a bunch of episodes in advance and at some point I'm going to have to right especially for like the reality is is that I really needed an episode done for this week um with surgery last week and then I ended up getting sick and then we got some snow and so both of my kids were home yesterday um and so obviously I was not going to record an episode with both of them in tow. And so I really could have used that. And now that I'm listening to myself, um, don't give up on me, Kay. <laughs> don't, don't give up on me in this voice because it doesn't sound too great. And the worst part is, is that this is actually like light years better. I actually had to reach out to um, the lovely woman that produces this podcast and was like, I need an extension. I assure you that you don't want to listen to me in your ears with my voice like this. So anyways, you know, for all of those of you that have like reached out and been like, you have just such an excellent voice for broadcasting or radio or podcasts. Um, what about this version? Thanks for your patience. Don't don't give up on me. What is what a start to the year? Okay? Like if you listen to, to last week's episode or even the week before that, and I'm like, you know, setting 2021 down. We are walking into a new year. We are unbothered. We are shaking it off. We are starting anew. And like let me just be real honest. Pretty much what I have gathered as a collective and including myself is that like we are tired. All of us as like a unit. Everybody that I know is real motherfucking tired. Like tired inside of our hair follicles kind of tired. And if I'm being hella honest, um, I have never... Up until somewhat recently, I've had like these blinders on in regards to the pandemic, not from a, a place of privilege. And I say that lightly because I have a lot of privilege when it comes to the pandemic and how I exist in it. I'm not saying that like I haven't taken it seriously. I'm not saying that I have ignored it or whatever, you know, like that that's absolutely not the case. What I'm saying is that when I started my business, when I, you know, moved out and started my new life as a single parent and as a business owner, um, I just had these blinders on, you know, of like, we got to go, we got to survive. Yes, we take our necessary precautions. We always wear our masks, you know, yes, we social distance. We're doing these things, you know, like we're pulled out of extracurriculars, but I never felt super affected emotionally. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I, I was bummed that I couldn't see specific people or but I don't know, just like lately, I don't know if it's like the new variant, if it's the weather, if it's what, but just like 
man, I know that all of us are just like fucking tired. And so I don't mean to like pity party the shit out of this episode. And that's not my intention. That's not actually what we're going to do. We're going to get into some good things and some good stuff. But like, just know that if you are out there and you are tired and you just like need to set some shit down, set some shit down for a minute. And like, I feel you again, inside of my hair follicles, I feel you. And I wish that I had better answers aside, like love on the folks that are around you that are in your circle. Um, love on your service industry folks, because what the fuck? (laughs) I mean, really though, you know, like, um, again, oh, that's what we talked a little bit about, like some of these memes, right? Like some of the CDC memes and how like they have been real fucking funny, but also like when we're talking about feeling abandoned or like hung out to dry. I mean, I know a lot of us are like, ha 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 with tears streaming down our face, like funny, not funny. And I know so many people that are in the service industry, especially, or are considered still, you know, I know that guidelines or whatever have shifted so much, but folks that are considered essential workers, like, we are not well. <laughs> the people in grocery stores, people in restaurants and bars, um, small business owners, um, we're not well. Parents in general, stay-at-home parents, you know, like I've got got some of my, especially as a single parent, um, you know, when school closes, it, you know, due to weather or whatever, not even due to weather, due to COVID, due to exposures, you know, like this has just been two years of like Shamble Mountain, but it's like you're fucked. And so I just am having like a lot of empathy and I'm just holding myself and all of y'all right here in my heart because it's been a ride and I wish that I like I am not going to candy coat 2022 all I'm saying is like band together wrap yourself up in your community as much as you can and like I don't know allow yourself to be fucking sad I think that that's like what has really trucked me recently is you know again talking about these blinders and just kind of like nope gotta go gotta gotta make moves gotta keep my head above water that shit kept kept caught up to me real fast you know and so um thanks for hanging out with me every week and like here I am holding you I'm wrapping you in butter as much as I humanly possibly can at any rate let's get right into it Maggie in Florida says, hi, Eva. I listened to your episode about your chosen words for 2022, and I was struck by your word ease. Everything feels hard right now. Nailed it. And I'm wondering how you're going to incorporate more intentional ease into your days. (sighs) You know, already we're what? Seven days seven days into the new year and I'm like fuck me I have gotten so many um reminders reality checks I've gotten pulled back into myself like these words that I have chosen okay I mean I have already been confronted by them so many times just in the last week alone that I'm like lower your motherfucking voice to me okay ease um If you asked me to choose, I'm real glad that nobody asked me to choose any kind of word this week because my word for this week was white flag, 
uh, fuck me and thanks, but no thanks. I mean, there was nothing ease about this week, okay? On the forefront of my mind, on the back end, on the back end, allowing the people that I love and that I trust to um, love on me and be of support to me and help me physically and emotionally, um, that to me looks like ease. You know, that's not saying that those things are easy or that they come easy to me, but that is me, you know, intentionally creating ease into my life, into my days, into my children's lives. Um, I'm a week post-op from hernia surgery. And so, and both of my babies came home on Monday, you know, four days post-op. And so I had at the front end of the week, I mean, I had so much help. I mean, pretty much um, one of my closest friends, Mel, was here, you know, every morning, three days in a row and all day with us on Monday, you know, and like without her help, I especially on Monday, because both kids, you know, they're still wrapping up the end of winter break, that wouldn't have been a thing, you know, and so thank fuck that I um, am fortunate enough to have people in my life that, that that can do that, you know, and so that created ease. Did I necessarily create that? No, but allowing people to help me, which is notoriously something that I struggle with. Um, you know, if we are having a cup half full moment, and if I'm being real honest with you, I did not have too many of those moments this week, but that was something that I, and you know, we, we are week one out of 52. So we got a long fucking way to go in terms of creating ease for this year. But when I continue to think about the word ease, um, I want to do things that are, that feel you know, that come with ease, that bring me joy. For example, I am organizing um, a winter and spring market. I'm a vendor at City Park Farmer's Market with my bakery, Buttermoon Bake Co. And we're in off season right now. And so that's something that has been, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it to be something that's easy to do, but it creates a sense of ease in terms of it brings me a lot of joy it fills my cup, you know, organizing people and bringing people together to be in community with one another. Um, that looks like ease to me. So that's what I'm thinking. Big picture, long haul, what I can do in terms of like a business that feels less um, tight or hard or like a struggle, you know. And I know that as as the year progresses and as the weeks move along that that's something that it'll it'll constantly be in flux, right? Like ease will look, it'll look different as the, as the year moves on. And I'm glad that that word kind of stuck out to you. And I hope that you find yourself um, creating ease in your own days. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Nikki in Portland <laughs> said, Hey, Ava, I love listening to your podcast. I find myself laughing out loud on my way to work, and it's such a fun way to start my week. Anyways, I don't want to be afraid of my Instant Pot, but I am. I've had it for two years, and I've never taken it out of the box. Help. Where should I start? Um, 
I love this. You know, if you've listened to any past episodes, I talk a lot about how, like, I'm not a gearhead, right? And, like, in terms of stuff that I keep in my house and in my kitchen, I consider myself to be somewhat of a minimalist. I don't like having a bunch of shit. I don't like having a bunch of, like, gadgets and blah, um... I have like my my handful of like heavy go-tos that I reach for um and I mean if I'm being real honest if I'm not reaching for it like at least once a week in my house I don't know that I have it and obviously with my instant pot um I reach for it more in the colder months um, than I necessarily do in the summer but that absolutely doesn't mean that it doesn't get used and in fact um, now that I'm in an apartment and I don't have access to a grill every day, I find myself using it. Uh, obviously you're not grilling in your instant pot, y'all just, just to be clear, but I do find myself using it even in the warmer months, um, a little bit more so. So your instant pot, don't be scared. I grew up with a woman, um, My father was married to this woman who had like an old school pressure cooker, right? Like a fucking monstrosity of a thing that sat on the stove and made like this hysterical whistling noise. And I like watched her fuck with like the lid and like try to like clamp this thing together. And I always remember just being like, no, thank you. That thing looks like a beast for real though, like a, like an actual beast. And I was always like horrified of it. The Instant Pot is like a, a far more bougie and less scary thing. Okay. I have had my Instant Pot, my same one, um, for five years. Yeah. Since Scarlett was born, since that that winter so literally five years and I know that I have heard of like some horror stories of like shit exploding I I mean maybe like when they first kind of came out I have never known anybody personally that has like had any weird issues with their instant pot the only thing that I have ever experienced is on occasion and this is like super uncommon it's only happened a handful of times but um if I'm making something that is like a high fat content or like real fatty meat when you go to vent your pressure cooker or your instant pot some of that like just it's like a film will like vent with the steam and honestly I think that that's more user error or shit is not sealed or like you need to kind of get in there and clean everything out more so than it is like actual equipment if that makes sense so like here's the deal the thing that I don't like about it is there in my opinion are a lot of like unnecessary like buttons. And to me, when I first started using it, that was kind of overwhelming. Like I don't have it sitting in front of me, but there's like meat, stew, blah, fucking oatmeal, or I'm pretty sure is on there. Or you know what I'm saying? Like I literally only use it on saute. Okay. Like if I'm sauteing things before I'm going to put the lid on and like let it do its pressure cooking thing. Um, and then manual, so like I don't use any of the specific settings. I there are so many recipes that are instant pot made for. You know what I'm saying? Like we're created for. And so 
my <clears throat> recommendation is to like, and a lot of people, a lot of some of these like big name bloggers have redone their recipes in order to suit an instant pot. And so like if you have some folks that you follow um, and love and trust their recipes, go back because I would be surprised if they haven't already done like an instant pot version. And anyway, um, it's not scary. I promise it's not like it vents for like a handful of seconds, a minute or two at most. It's really not that big of a deal. And other than that, I mean, I know that that's the put a towel on that shit. Like when you go to vent it, do it with a towel. You just boop. I realize that you can't see me making this hand motion. I wish that you could. No, I don't because I look like a mess right now. But I mean, you literally just like whack the level lever towards you, throw a towel on that bitch, let it vent, um, keep it away from like, you know, if you can, your cupboards and shit, you don't constantly want like hot ass steam all over your cupboards or underneath your cupboards. And other than that, like, I really think that that's the only, I love mine when we're talking about doing like anything. All right we can't be saying like forever and anything or like never and nothing because some of y'all take that real literally but if if i'm thinking about anything that's braised okay or anything that is like um if carnitas or like a pot roast situation so think about that as a base and then think about uh, the two billion things that you can otherwise do with it um if you need to make pulled or shredded chicken for whatever reason I hands down always 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 for real go to my instant pot because I can do like carnitas and even into the oven to like crisp up I can have that shit on the on the table start to finish in under an hour I mean it's in the instant pot for like 35 minutes and then pull it shred it put it in the oven broil it crisp it so I mean that alone, you know what I'm saying? Like if you are like if you're a meat if you are feeding meat eaters, pot roast, um again, like even hard boiled eggs, I always do my hard boiled eggs in there. There's so many things that you can do with it. Anything that is like stew, um, I love doing curry in there. That kind of stuff, or like um chana masala or tikka masala, I can again, that's done in like twenty five minutes tops. You know, with the exception of like letting it come back down, um, letting the pressure drop. Okay, so I don't know. Open up your fucking instant pot. Okay, open it up and then like use it a couple times and then circle back to me and let me know how much you love it. Because if you don't love it, I will be shocked. I mean, if you cook even somewhat often, I, I mean, there are just so many things. That, and so, I mean, some people really take it to a whole new level and they're like making cake and shit in their Instant Pot. I have one of my closest friends doesn't have an oven and I know for a fact that she does that. And I've never done anything like that out of necessity, really, just because I have an oven, I haven't really needed to. But I mean, people are doing, you know, big batches of oatmeal for the week. That's actually not a shabby idea. I'm thinking about that for my kids. You really can do a lot. Open that bad boy up and then circle back. Let me know what you think of it. I love mine. I have like a, it's just me and my instant pot till the end of time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of. Anyways. 
Um, okay. Here's another good one. Uh, Kimmy writes, Hi, I'm thinking ahead for Valentine's Day and I'm wanting to make a, my semi-new partner dinner at home instead of going out this year. Can you help me with some menu suggestions? Yes, I can. Here's the deal. Whenever I'm like going through, whether I get like messages or um, questions like through my Instagram or if y'all are emailing me, which you can always do at yoursandbutter at gmail.com. Um, I'm always like, you know, like I, I write it out so that I don't get on here and forget what the fuck I'm talking about. But your girl is just, she just like really has some steady go-tos. I was like, you need to shut the fuck up about some, some stuff because I find myself like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't, don't make me laugh. Me. I can't make myself laugh because then I sound like this. Excuse me. <laughs> um, I just suggest sometimes like the same stuff. So if you've listened to, to this, like start, start to finish, start to where we are now. Thanks for still hanging out with me because the, I mean, based, based on this podcast alone, I'm kind of boring and a little bit of a creature of habit. But anyways, we're going to get into this. Um, you're going to have to bear with me because I'm going to suggest some of the same shit that I have. Cause I have done like, I want, you know, I, I'm dating somebody. What should I make them or like how to fancy up an at home dinner without making it too, um, like painful and laborious. And so y'all ask me this question and then sometimes I still have the same answer. So to start, if we're talking about a whole ass menu and not just dinner, okay, we're thinking about apps. Um, recently, I bought like a handful of oysters because my partner and I love them and I they were on sale. I bought a handful of them um, just because I know that she can shuck them and I wanted to watch her shuck oysters. I was like... I love oysters. You do all the work. And also, I think that that's sexy as hell. And so, I don't know what your skill level is like, but if you want to wow your partner, check out some YouTube videos. Make like a quick little mignonette, okay? And watch some YouTube videos. Don't puncture the palm of your hand. But like, what a... Like, hella sexy, hella easy. I mean, making a minion, I mean, horseradish, whatever. Get some lemon. Like, prep prep for that is 10 minutes. And then so long as you don't put yourself in the ER, okay, with like a wound in your hand, that's hella sexy and skillful. And like, I love watching somebody that is passionate about something or like skilled at something do their thing. You know what I'm saying? Like across the board, whatever it is. And not even like just with my partner. I love if if you are like big on something or you are if you're passionate about cooking, right? I think that 
and if you're good at cooking and passionate about cooking, allowing somebody like doing something that's a little bit more immersive, letting them kind of watch you, which is a great lead in. Y'all already know what the fuck I'm going to say. Risotto. Hi, here she is again. I'm sorry, not sorry that I'm I'm saying it again. Risotto gets a bad rap. We go over this all the time, y'all. People think that it's like so labor intensive and it's just like not, but it is people think that it is, right? Again, I don't necessarily know you or your partner and I don't know y'all's skill level or what you're accustomed to, but risotto is one of those things that people are like, oh no, risotto, that's kind of bougie and it takes forever and you have to do a lot of shit and there's a lot of stirring and blah and kind of, I mean, there's kind of a lot of stirring, gotta add some stock on occasion, but that's, again, that's something that, like, somebody could watch you do, and you're not gonna feel like you got Hawkeyes on you, or you're not gonna be, like, oh, fuck, I have to pay attention, because if it's only, if it's even one minute over, then it's ruined, like, that's something that's easy that you could do, and chit-chat, and be in the kitchen together, you know what I'm saying, and, but have it be a little bit more of, like, an experience, risotto, me and risotto until the wheels fall off. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> if you've listened to this from the beginning, you're like, please, can I need to just who makes risotto that is like going to sponsor this podcast? Because I could go on and on about risotto and all of the things you could do with it all day long. Again, if you wanted something that's like a little bit more projecty, if you wanted to do something together, you could do like a stuffed a stuffed pasta together, a ravioli or a tortellini. I mean, I wouldn't get hella crazy um, with like some crazy town shapes that like you're going to want to cry if you can't get it right. Um, and also to me, that's just like high key Valentine's Day vibes. Risotto, pasta. Um, and then for dessert, are you ready? Y'all are not ready. What am I what am I going to say? for dessert. What am I going to say? Y'all already know that I already have a go-to. What's like the number one? I'm like, who is the all-time galette or crostata maker so that I can also get them to sponsor this motherfucking podcast? Because I literally never shut up about either one of those. It's the go-to dessert. It's the dessert that has wow factor to it. People are always like, oh my God, wow, this is so beautiful. And it takes not what uh, i mean depending on how quickly you can roll out a crust okay like start to finish fill i mean it's absolutely under an hour for sure i mean if you did the crust a day in advance you know you wanted to do a filling something that i thought would be kind of sexy to do is um to roll out your dough and then do a um like a real thin layer of like a chocolate chocolate ganache something on the on the underside and then um roasted strawberries on top of that fold the edges of that bitch over like a sexy play on like a chocolate dipped strawberry you know what i'm saying i was just thinking about that i do something kind of similar for um the bakery for buttermoon i did for valentine's day last year a uh, chocolate and strawberry hand pie and so why the fuck not do that in in a galette and i think especially um i love <coughs> god forgive me y'all i'm sorry i love 
roasting fruit of all kinds so much. I think that it's a fantastic way to intensify flavor. You don't have to fuck around with a bunch of like cornstarch and thickener and blah. Um, and so, I mean, roasted strawberries for sure. Sugar, a little lemon, and like slow, do them so, so, low and slow for several hours until they get real jammy and thick. Mm. That's my Valentine's Day menu. I actually, um, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine the other day about, uh, Valentine's day and like what I, what I was going to do for, if I knew what I was going to do for Valentine's And I was like, first of all, pump your motherfucking brakes to me because we are in week one of January. And then that said, I was like, oh yeah, but Valentine's, Valentine's day is like right around the corner. Anyways, <clears throat> We'll talk about Valentine's Day again because I am a lover of all holidays, if you know anything about me. I mean, for the most part. Um, But like, I don't know. I know a lot of people hate Valentine's Day. I don't. I don't hate Valentine's Day. I think it's commercial as fuck. I think that you should like love on your people, especially your partner, your community, your best friends. Date your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been talking a lot, a lot about that this year. And so not just for my partner, but for like my friends too. I'm like, let's make Valentine's Day a thing this year. Like, um, I don't know about y'all, but I really feel like we could use uh, a couple of extra bright spots around here. <laughs> I don't know. But I think, um, yeah, let's, let's talk more about Valentine's Day in the coming weeks. Um, and, you know, we can talk about more risotto variations (laughs) oh man laughing at my own jokes with that i'll catch up with y'all next week